0: When the days are grey and dreary, and the nights are drawing in, there's a place that's gay and cheery where they'll take you for a spin. So come on, forget your trouble, keep your eyes on the skies of Chicago. You can always have a bubble at the Female Pilot
1: Club.
2: Hello and welcome to Female Pilot Club podcast. If you don't know us, we're a plucky band of lumpy jumpers helping female-written sitcom scripts take off and fly against the almost insurmountable odds presented by the TV commissioning system. And if you do know us, we're like crazy-eyed evangelists who turn up on your doorstep asking if you've heard the good news that, yes, women can actually write comedy. I'm Wing Commander Kay Stonham. Co-piloting today is Emily Chase. Hello there. And our guest today is writer and actor Nikki Patel. Hello. Welcome Nikki. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. Now, when still a teenager, Nikki
0: began her acting career as series regular Amber on Coronation Street. She also appeared in Waterloo Road and one week after landing the role was nominated for best newcomer at the National Television Awards. That's what you might call a flying start. She made her stage debut in a leading role at the Old Vic and starred opposite Derek Jacobi in Romeo and Juliet in the West End. She starred in the screen comedy The Importance of Being Earnest in 2021 and also recently wrapped on feature film Little English. Her audio work spans across radio, video games and audio books. So all in all, a highly successful actor. Her first piece of writing is a love letter to the strongest person she knows, her mother, and an amazingly
2: impressive start to her writing career. And The Patels was one of the scripts chosen by Female Pilot Club and UKTV out of 340 submissions for our 2023 Female Writers Initiative. How great was that, Nikki? Amazing.
3: Um, when you put it all like that, I'm sitting here like, can I just carry you with me, everyone? You can just give that intro to everybody. <laughs> that sounds amazing. But yeah, what
2: a long journey. <laughs> and a wonderful CV Nikki come on yes
3: thank you no yeah um no I'm very proud of of a lot of that especially the writing because
0: that was quite unexpected as that is your the first thing that you've written yes i mean that is an amazing yeah. achievement
3: It wasn't meant for anybody's eyes, to be honest. And ironically, that's just the way life happens, isn't it? I was sitting in bed writing it going, I don't want anybody to read this, so I'm just going to have fun with it. And here we are,
2: (laughs) um, with a few more people that have had their eyes on it. Quite a few people have read it by now. Yes, I know. Obviously, we at Female Pilot Club know all about your fantastic script, The Patels, but those at home looking for lumpy jumper written comedy. Don't. So, can you tell them all about it by giving us your parachute pitch? It's like an elevator pitch, but at higher altitude so the scenario is the plane is on fire there's only
0: one parachute which you are wearing but as you jump out of the plane the commissioner of paramount plus
2: grabs onto your legs so obviously you take the opportunity to sell him her or they your show before you hit the ground however as the commissioner of paramount plus he's only available through prime tv so the good news is you have twice as much chance of a successful pitch but the bad news is you have one commissioner clinging onto each leg so start pitching and do it fast
3: oh god okay Patel's okay, it's two women and they hate each other and one's like really conservative and the other's like a, a weed smoking, life-loving hippie and um, they are forced to be together, not in that way, but like see this is exactly what would happen if I was flying <laughs> out, if I was thrown out of a plane, the pitch would go absolutely bonkers. Um, and yeah, they 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 are forced to come together in their lives post 50. And um, discover a new way of life
0: and deal with this Patel community. And you hit the ground. Well done. Well, we'd commissioned that. And in fact, we did. And with UKTV, we produced a very successful reading of it at the JW3 Centre. What was it like to be picked? And how did you find the experience?
3: Um, I was Big questions there. Yeah, Sorry. huge. Um, no, I was really humbled really surprised to be picked um obviously really excited to to just get to work on it because I've never been in that situation before of 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 navigating um a script as a writer and so um yeah it was amazing and you guys were so so helpful could not have done it without you because there were a lot of notes and so you know at one point I think I was do you remember when I was in the bath and I was calling
0: you and I was like I don't know what to do about this note you was Kay wasn't was Kay outside the bathroom Kay was not in the bath with me let's clarify that okay just checking I think we should
3: just get that you know out of the way I'm just checking but um no you know it was a brand new experience for me and um I loved every minute of it the the ups and downs and all of it yeah
0: I was gonna say just before you went into the actual bit at JW3 had you did you have any expectations or did you really not at all for the
3: night itself yeah and just for that
0: process that part of it uh
3: for the process I knew it was gonna be hard I think I probably underestimated it right um it was lovely because I I just didn't realize how in-depth the process would be and you know they really took the time to go through the script and ask the right questions which eventually I think made my script tighter yeah um but yeah I I didn't expect that I was like oh I've been picked we can just go and have a read in a few
2: months now I do remember that bath time conversation. Actually. Now, now you, now you remind me. I, I think I was driving as well, so it was a, yeah. it was a double bad, <laughs> yeah. double dangerous thing to do. No, no. Um, so you, you talked a lot about you know how you found the experience. So what was that was your first kind of introduction to the industry as a writer, wasn't it? Yes, so yeah. what was the most useful thing that you learned about the industry? Do you think from the initiative?
3: You got to be willing to compromise and I think you've got to really know and keep in mind what your script is about where you know just that thing that when you first first started writing it what was it that you wanted to write what was that feeling and I think you have to remember that because through all the notes that you get and being steered here and there Mm -hmm. Um, I just never wanted to lose that kind of the the feeling, the vibe that I that
2: I always wanted to keep with the script. So I think I learned that. That's a really valuable lesson, isn't it? Because yeah. it can be hard to know, as you said, you've got to compromise, but you don't want to compromise so much that you lose the heart of what you're doing. Because then, what what are you writing from? Where, exactly. where do you find the inspiration to do the next episode? Yeah. Or the next episode.
3: Exactly. I think you got to keep it close to your heart but also i was very aware that um i did need help with like structure and stuff like that so definitely mm-hmm. stay open to that as well
0: was there anything specific that you learned about yourself as a writer from from that process just in terms of maybe what what you would like to do next or you know how you might work in the future
3: i think i learned that i'm a bit of a chaotic writer <laughs> maybe um i learned that i can't just go headfirst into a script so i know that like the next thing that i want to write it's not just going to be open it up and start writing dialogue <laughs> you know it's i i tend to write around the script as much as possible and then i'll put it in a script format um
2: so i learned that and is that what you did with the patels did you open you know act one scene one sort of thing
3: no i what did I do with the Patel's? I think I did it the same way. To be honest, I didn't write. This didn't start on the script itself. I think I just I started writing paragraphs, ideas, chunks of bits of things that were in my head. You know, little stories. Um, I wrote everything except the script.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is. I mean, you've got a plan, right? It's yeah, a, yeah. A good yeah. Way to do it. And
3: yeah. then when I saw the competition, that's actually what made me um,
2: finish. The script. So the competition was literally responsible for you yeah. finishing the script?
3: Yeah, I'd only written about 10 pages in COVID and then I
2: put it away. That's amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are actually, as we heard from your CV, a really successful actor. You've mentioned COVID, obviously. So is that why you started writing or was there another reason? Did you just, did you just want to tell that story? What made you start writing?
3: Um, I wanted to tell the story. But, you know, I think a few different things happened at different moments that all kind of came together for me to start writing. So I've always wanted to create like my own kind of shows. But obviously, that's something that seems like a pipe dream, to be honest. It's so far, you know, where do you even begin with that? But I always had it in my head. And then I always had this idea in my head. And then... COVID happened and at the time I was doing a tour, The Cat and the Canary, and I kind of like many people asked myself like, what do you want from your career? Like, is this it? If you could dream big beyond acting, what would you do? And I was like, I think I want to create my own shows. So then I was like, okay, well, you're gonna have to write something then. So then I was thinking that And then I'd had this idea a few years prior to COVID anyway, so then I just thought, okay, before I turn 30, so this was another thing, I was about to turn 30, and I was like, I want to write something before I turn 30. And that was, all of that put together is what made me start writing the Patels, and then when I saw the competition, that's what made me finish the Patels.
2: So you had quite a lot of
3: nudges there along the way. There was a few nudges. There was a few like, "Yes, I'm the most global pandemic." Yeah, (laughs) I'm the most reluctant writer you will ever meet. I (laughs) I don't think of myself as a writer, so we'll see. We can have a chat in another ten years and see where I am.
0: (laughs) I think that was one of the very positive things to come out of COVID, though, for quite a few people. It did make a lot of people step back and reassess.
3: Yeah, completely. I mean, people had massive life changes. And when something that monumental happens and you're at home alone with your thoughts, if you're, look, you know, if you're obviously in that position to be lucky enough to have that space
0: to think, um, yeah, yeah. You, you have to take that chance. Yeah. So your, your series is set in a community within a community. Um, so could you tell us who exactly are the Patels?
3: The Patels in my script or the Patels in real life? Because we could go, (laughs) we could go into that. We can stick to the script. (laughs) So I don't
2: know. I think real life. You want to know the real Patels? Yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, No. So yeah, the Patels are um, they're they're Indian Gujarati, um, and they they are a community filled with some bonkers characters who a lot of them are based on my own family members. Um, Do they know this? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, let me see. They, they represent all aspects of um, life, I think. And that's what I wanted because quite often when you see brown people on TV, they're never as big and bold as I know that they are, that as I know them to be. And so I wanted to write something that was just more
2: reflective of reality. Mm -hmm. Well, your writing certainly feels very authentic. That's one of the things that struck us straight away. Yeah. Um, And I think you've just said, really, that was one of your um, motivations for writing it. So do you feel that, that your community is one that doesn't get represented enough on British TV, or maybe not? accurately enough what's your feeling yeah.
3: especially in comedy yeah I think it's really tough because um many years ago like when goodness gracious me was that that really set the bar so high you've got comedy you know you've got Mira Sayal and um Gear and Sunji, but you know you've got these heavyweights of comedy and they wrote what I think is one of the best uh shows um on british tv and then after that i think there was probably a bit of struggle as to then where what to do with 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 this community and um more more recently though when you see things like man like mobeen that it was shows like that that i was like oh wow like this this is where we need to be now like the the it, the bar was just like raised again and then that's when i kind of thought actually I would love to do something that is represents that community yes authentically but we also deal with um the heavy stuff as well because what comes with um you know like my parents and generations before me is a lot of trauma and a lot of a lot of deep stuff like they've had really really difficult lives and that's never really portrayed anywhere so I wanted to do that in a more accessible
0: way really interesting so the Um, The pilot episode actually takes place at a wedding and focuses on two distinct groups, the posh folk on the front row and those relegated to the back. (laughs) What what does it mean um, if you find yourself seated at the very back row of a British (laughs) Indian wedding? It just
3: means that there's so many people at the wedding that you can, you know, grab a seat. If you're at an Indian wedding and you see a free seat, you just grab it because there's another 400 people waiting to sit down somewhere (laughs) so that's the first thing you do um no that was that was a kind of I thought how do I portray where the difference between these two women in a really easy way and I don't know the back row and front row thing just just popped into my head
2: oh do you mean it's not real
3: I love that I'm so disappointed
2: it's not real oh I'm so sorry
3: (laughs) no it's not real but you do I must have um, picked up on it somewhere. I think maybe in the past I've seen people just looking really awkward sitting at at the back, which I I do think tends to happen. And I remember when I used to get dragged to Indian weddings, I didn't know who was getting married and I didn't care. And, you know, I'd always want to sit near the back. Because so I was like, yeah. So I, yeah, and I just was like, I'm not sitting near the front. I don't, I don't know these people. but My mum would like drag me more towards it. No, she's
2: your auntie's cousin's neighbours, best friend. Come on. The characters seem to want to be respectable, don't they? Which is, yeah, well, that's a big thing. Are you respectable? Aren't yes. You respectable. Exactly. And, and that's, uh, that for me is a big thing about you know, that's a class thing. Isn't yes. It? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And also, and it trickles down to what your kids do as well. And then, you know, it, it has a, a knock-on effect.
0: Yeah, and just generally caring about what others think of you is one of the biggest, most relatable of things course. in the world, isn't it? This is it?
3: what social media, the whole, this is why social media exactly. is That's what, what it thinking. is. Yeah. It's, it's a very today problem.
0: Yeah. So how easy was it to make the script both specific and yet accessible? Were there some favourite jokes that you had to lose, maybe?
3: Oh gosh, I can't remember. Um, I haven't read the first version of this script in a while. So I probably did have to lose some stuff. But I think it came quite naturally to me because I'm British Indian. So I'm Indian, but I was born here. So I'm all I'm constantly straddling the two worlds and always have done like I grew up bilingual learning Gujarati and English at the same time and I've always eaten both foods my you know I've always lived in both cultures and so I wanted to approach the script in the same way and wanted that balance of it of having those cultural kind of jokes and stuff but not the ones that are like, have been done before. Not the, oh, how funny is it? We leave plastic on the remote control. Like we do, like we do. But it was just like, I want something a little bit deeper than that. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. so I tried to kind of bring it more into today's kind of um, world, but yeah, have it still be accessible. So I think it came naturally, but.
0: I think think it did. And I think a lot of that was, Precisely from what you've said about your it be, that was your experience. Yeah, growing up.
3: Yeah, I think the best thing is just to draw on your own experiences.
2: It's a really great privilege, isn't it, to be in those two worlds as a writer because you get to be like insider and outsider. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a great insight. Um, yeah, and a, and a way to to think how can I make it funny, Absolutely. but how can I protect? as well yeah absolutely really important yes outsider jokes if you like
3: yes exactly it's quite a complex thing actually when you think about it isn't it because you think about it it's (laughs) just best not to think about it that's (laughs) that's what that's what I didn't do when I was writing I wasn't thinking um no like you said yeah you don't want to um portray it portray the community in such a way but you don't want to you know you also want to be authentic but you don't want to offend and it's about really get it but you also want to be truthful not stereotypical not cliched but
2: still truthful. You're walking a really fine line which I think you did really successfully actually. Thank you. Um, And two of my favourite characters which could have gone over the line um, but I think they didn't are the aunties. (laughs) Yeah, I love those aunties. So would you want to talk a little about the aunties and what function did they fulfil for you in the script?
3: The aunties are amazing and I didn't realize how funny they could be until the day of the read and we got Rina Fatania and Taj Atwal and they played off of each other so brilliantly but they represent um, they represent the community I think we need I needed I needed a few characters that I could use um, in all the episodes that just represent the community on a whole.
2: And I think we've got a clip here of the two aunties, Karuna and Nehru, giving some advice to Sheila about her son, Sushil. Uh,
1: we all know what healthy means, Sheila Pabbi. Uh, he's a growing boy, he needs his food. Uh, he's 33 years old, Sheila. How much more growing does he need to do? It's muscle weight from the gym. Can <laughs> 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 he even find it? Oh, He's found someone who makes him fast and happy. Oh. He's found someone. Why wouldn't he tell me? Oh, don't be upset, Sina Barbie. You're still a great mother, mm. even if your son is lying to you. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and you did also know he is not a vegetarian. Mm. What? <laughs> we saw him in KFCC in the public, huh? Nobody makes that face eating a vegan Excuse me, lady, mm-hmm. I need to use the bathroom. Then I'm going to find my son and I'm going to wish that he was never conceived.
2: That is a very funny double act. yeah. Right? Really funny. They
3: work very well together.
2: They really did. And is that, that I really love that sort of being in your business all the time. Um, yeah. Chari- those two characters are like, they know everything.
3: Yeah, they're like the sort of the private investigators that nobody's hired, nobody wants, but they're around and they know your business.
2: And of course, they're, they're in Sheila's business because they want her to alert her to the fact that her son Sushil has found a relationship and it's with somebody who nobody particularly expected him to find a relationship with
0: yeah so how important is it to you to discuss social issues in your comedy
2: really important
3: I think comedy is such a great outlet for discussing heavy things because um it just makes it more accessible and um yeah, like I said before, whenever you sort of see South Asians on TV, it's never really in a way that we're talking about social issues. That's not been done before. Mm-hmm. Um so I kind of want to do that before somebody else does.
0: <laughs> and I guess as well if you're if you're doing it through comedy. Yeah making people laugh is always going to keep them engaged more and therefore you're going to be able to teach them more.
3: I think so. I think it's just an easier pill to swallow if that's the right saying. Yeah. I think it comedy just has a way, doesn't it, of, of um making you think even afterwards I don't I don't think it always has to be the the drama and the dramatic things where where you sit and think about things I think comedy's um one of the most amazing ways that you can raise really really tough issues like blackish um that raises really difficult you know yeah, Brilliant political series. rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, amazing really series. Good. And the mm. the way that they do that, those are some heavy issues that they're talking about, but they do it in such an accessible, beautiful yeah. way. And normalizes things which core. could be difficult and and that's if you kind of presented them in a dramatic
2: do, yeah. setting. Right?
3: Uh, absolutely, yeah. And it, and also, it doesn't feel like you're hammering the point home and you're you know bashing people over the head with a point.
2: In your script, Sushil so and um, are in a same-sex relationship which no one at this point knows mm. um so how do you think that that will go down with you know with general te- television audiences when it goes on tv how do you think it will go down is it a first how will it go down i with think the community so. i think it probably is a first
3: in terms of oh no there was a storyline on EastEnders, wasn't there there was a storyline on east enders but again dramatic um, huh yeah, but that was dramatic yes that was dramatic um is it a first in comedy yeah definitely there was a Bollywood film about it years ago but that was more it wasn't sort of doing it in the same way but yeah I think it's the first and I hope that I, I I wanted it to be just normalized because it's still not normalized in the South Asian community um it's still not seen as something that imp- impacts their community and um you know of course it does
2: and is it important to you how the community receives that message of normalization is that something that you're yeah. going for with the story
3: absolutely yeah I just want to um be a part of a conversation within that community potentially help people help you know there the, there are families going through this right now where the kids are um are afraid to to be and show who they really are mm. um and i think it's so sad and it's crazy to me that that's the situation in um 2023 and so i kind of want to be part of a of a change maybe that's really big wishful thinking but um, like I said, comedy is a is a way to try and do
2: that. Yeah, and representation right on TV can hugely yeah. influence people's perceptions, yeah, so I think it's for really, young people to watch yeah. it and see.
0: Yeah, okay, someone's writing about it. So yeah, this is okay because look it's on it's TV. okay,
3: yeah, and it and it does happen, and it is it is real. It's not just something that affects other people
2: it's mm. you know it's in our community. And what's lovely is the way that you've brought the community, not not everybody in the community in your story, but <laughs> a lot of the community, you've brought them along with these two people and their relationship. And I think that's really the, the warmth and the heart of the story, isn't it? Yes, exactly.
0: The show features two incredibly strong women in their late 40s, one who's a natural rebel and one who on the surface at least has the perfect life as a conventional wife and mother. Where did you get the inspiration for these two great characters? Oh, good question mm-hmm. um Sheila is the conservative
3: one um she I don't want to say that my mum is the inspiration behind her, but there are parts of my mum and also like a few of my aunties and stuff that I can see and i've put I've put those parts in Sheila and then just like hammed it up a little bit um. <laughs> And Geeta, who is more of like the hippie, I didn't really have any inspirations for her, but I just wanted somebody that was so the complete opposite of Sheila. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everything that Sheila does and stands for and believes in, I just wanted Geeta to be the complete opposite of all of that. I think that's where humor comes, isn't
2: it? From the conflict
0: and watching how two opposites deal with the same situation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: And we had the wonderful Shobhna Gulati to play, yeah. she, uh, to play Gita, which was incredible, wasn't Amazing,
3: it? yeah. She's such a natural Gita as well. She'll say something and I'll be like, that's a very Gita line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think we've got a clip here of Gita and Sheila played by the wonderful Shobhna Gulati and Shaheen Khan.
1: I can't believe you knew See, didn't tell me about him. That's a lie. You're one of those talking families. Well, I thought we were too. Apparently not. Of all people, people has to pick your son. Oh, what's wrong with him, Sushis? Hmm? Nothing, actually. He's got great height. He's just... I can't stand you. I thought you made that very clear. You... Oh I was a gig guitar. You stole that recipe from my grandma. Your family turned it into a multi-million pound business. I didn't know that was going to happen. It was just chutney. I mean, who knew white folk would go crazy
2: for it? Two really great actresses there. Yeah, amazing. I was very lucky. And the whole thing about the chutney and the you know that conflict between them. What was the? What's going to happen in your mind as the series goes on? Is that conflict going to be resolved or is it going to bubble on through the, excuse me, bubble on the chutney? Uh, <laughs> is chutney going to bubble on through the series?
3: Um, I think they're going to have to put it uh, behind them in order to move on because I think the bigger issue of um their sons and the kind of outside the community you know how they have to deal with the the rest of the community they're forced to come together but we'll see we'll
2: see could go either way I I expect it I expect it will come in and out right
3: yeah it could yeah yeah it'd be it'd be quite nice if it was just a, a little running joke all the way throughout just having something to do with a chutney in every episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just to annoy Gita <laughs> Yeah, just again. to annoy
1: her.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how, how easy would it be for a real life Geeta, You know, for somebody in that situation. Um, how easy would it be for her, do you think? That's a good question. Um, I think it would be really, really difficult.
3: And that's not even like an exaggeration. I think it would be very difficult if there was a real-life Gita in the same situation, yeah, that would be really tough. Because she's already seen as an outsider, um, because she's not a conventional um, Indian lady, so to speak. Um, And unfortunately, because those perceptions still matter, um, and then having a son who's gay would only make her even more other because it's not seen as the norm and it's not understood and it's not supported. Um, That's not to say by every single Indian out there, of course, um, but still a good good proportion.
2: But she's so gutsy and feisty, we feel like she'd be able to hold her own, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, she's not one to take anything um, sitting down. No, she'll fight. And how easy would it be for real life Sushil and Deepu? That's difficult to answer because I don't even have any points of reference. So I couldn't say. I think...
0: That's part of the reason why you wrote it. That's why it? I want to do it. Yeah,
3: because yeah, I, I can't think of, of how that would actually go down.
2: Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be easy for them. I mean this is like one of the most important scripts we've ever talked about really isn't it? When you think I'm of it like that. Feeling it more and more now we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So unbelievably as mentioned before the Patels is your first script and has already been chosen for the UK TV FPC writers initiative and picked up by a production company which is very inspirational for new writers to hear. So do you have any tips for anyone starting out on their first script?
3: I mean like I said I don't feel like I'm even in a position to give anybody well I'm afraid <laughs> I'm like, you I are. need the tips <laughs> <laughs> um I would say kind of what we were speaking about before it relates to that I think when you write and you write something you have to really just want to write about it I think for for a reason that's not nothing to do with I want to get something on TV or you know just something that speaks to your heart or something that gives you joy because I just feel like it will come out differently if that makes sense like the intention behind what you're writing even if it is just for fun because that's kind of actually how this started was it, it was just for fun um, then it turned a little bit serious. But yeah, you've got to have that that intention that's away from like, oh, I want to have something on TV or, or something like that. Um, and yeah, just also always be aware that there's no right or wrong. When you start writing, it probably is going to be awful to begin with, but that's fine just get something down and then work on it from there and what helped me was I never thought of anything final so I used to write option one for for the for my scenes so like I never wrote like scene two I'd write scene two option one and then scene two option two so that in my head I was like there is no set you know pick the best one, pick the one that feels most authentic, you you don't need to stick to what you're about to write. And that helped me that took the pressure off like, oh, this has to be perfect. It just gave me options. Um.
2: So yeah,
0: that's a really interesting way to write.
2: I, I think that's great advice. Yeah. because I think a lot of writers get too locked in and too wedded to what they've written too early. And then they find yeah. it really hard to change. And really, you know, impossible to give notes to because I was going to say never want to change anything.
0: Yeah, that probably made it easier also for you to be able to take on notes or just feedback that perhaps you weren't expecting. Yeah,
2: absolutely
3: because there's there's always another way. There's always a way to go about something or a way to um there's always a solution. You 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 are never just tied to that one scene.
2: And as a female writer, who has recently entered the industry, how do you think it is for women comedy writers right now? Oh, probably better than before, but I'm not... I'm so
3: fresh and green, so I've not had um, very many conversations with other female comedy writers. I hope I get to at some point... Because I think there are amazing female comedy writers out there. But I hope that it's, I hope that we're in a better and stronger position now. I think thanks to like, people like um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and you know, and and even from like Mira Sayal, she probably, I don't know, but it must have been so hard when she was writing um, all those years ago. And really, it's only thanks to what, she's achieved that I'm able to kind of go oh wait I have a voice as well and I want to you know I want to be part of the conversation as well and it's so I think we're in a better
2: position but I don't know I haven't been in it long enough. Great that you did a shout out for Mira Sayel. I don't know if you've heard it there's a great episode of a series uh, called What's Funny About it's on uh, Radio Four Extra oh, with no. Mira. Yeah, with Mira talking about goodness gracious. Me. Oh no way! It's so interesting. You oh, must I want to. It. Yeah, yeah I wanna shout wanna listen out. To listen that. to everybody, if you haven't listened to it, because it's a really good episode, and it really, it, it just makes you realise how even more admirable that series was. Yeah, for it to actually, because didn't that start out as a radio on radio? It started out on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just. Well, I won't I won't spoil it for you, but the way they talk about it and the way they talk about what happened, how many series there were, and why there weren't more, and it was it's really really illuminating, and um, yeah, great to remember that that was really so long ago, and how amazing it was that you know she was such a force of nature at that time, you know that yeah. uh, she managed to what well, she managed to just to create such a fantastic. Comedy yeah. that we're still loving now. Absolutely, yeah, it still stands the test of
3: time. That's amazing writing.
0: So, following on from the initiative with UK TV and everything that's happened since then, where would you like to take your writing now? Not specifically the script, but just your writing career.
3: I told you I'm such a reluctant writer. <laughs> so, um, I've had a few ideas since then, but I've not put anything down on paper yet.
0: Is comedy the area that you feel you kind of want to stay in at the moment?
3: I think I'd like to do something really different. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do a project, no matter what it is, um, as an actor or whatever it is, I always, the next project, I want it to be
2: totally different. And how do you feel being an actress complements your writing career so far? I know you're still very much at the beginning of it, but have you found any conflicts? Do you think they'll complement each other? or I think they complement each other. I was told that I'm good at writing
3: dialogue. And I think that could be because of years and years of reading dialogue and having to audition. Um And look through scripts and go, nobody speaks like that in real life. Why have you written it like that? (laughs) Um,
2: I think that's so true. I think so many actors who write are brilliant at writing dialogue for that exact reason. I think
3: they work hand in hand and will complement each other, hopefully.
0: And in a dream world, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? That's (laughs) where I live, Emily.
3: (laughs) 10 years' time. Um, I would love to be
2: producing. Ah, okay. I didn't expect that. No. You heard it here first.
3: Nikki Patel, producer. I know. Why not? If we're in a dream world and where I want to be really rich and produce. (laughs) And I want everybody to be happy and accepting. And I want rainbows every day. Is that too much to ask?
0: The rainbows might be stretching it. I think
2: we can. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go. The whole hog rainbows. (laughs) You, You can have it very much not in dreamland i hear that in reality you have been your script has been optioned by Roland productions is that right that is correct that is just the most amazing and fantastic news nikki it's unbelievable yeah
3: i wasn't expecting it at all um but i feel really privileged they're an amazing northern female-led team and they I'm lucky enough that they love the script and want to work with me. How nuts
2: is that? It couldn't be better, really, could it? Not really nuts. <laughs> not me. really nuts going on your talent. <laughs> well, we're not surprised. No. At oh, all. thank you. Um, and wherever you are in 10 years' time, you will definitely still be in Female Pilot Club because you are a Lifetime member. Woohoo! And it's a very exclusive club, you know. It is. Really exclusive. I'm very, I'm we don't honest. just let anyone in.
0: No, we let literally everyone in.
2: Everyone, everyone can get in. It's
0: an
3: open
2: door (laughs) policy, guys. Come on through. (laughs) But what other great woman of comedy would you like to nominate for membership? So it can be a writer, producer,
0: performer or stand-up from the history of comedy whose only crime was a lumpy jumper.
3: I am going to say my mate Hayley Tamadin, who also won the um, initiative. Lovely Hayley. I love Hayley. We all love Hayley. We love Hayley. She's so funny she sometimes doesn't even need to say anything to me I just sort of <laughs> look at her she does she'll just look at me and I'll burst out laughing she's so ta- she's such a talented writer um she writes so beautifully so authentically and and just she has the best gags as well I think she'd be great at stand-up yeah I'm gonna tell her to start actually. doing stand-up she doesn't do it does she no no, no. I'm going to tell Star. Yeah, I, I think she'd think be amazing. So. Yeah,
0: she would because she's so watchable. Yeah,
2: she is. Yeah. She is a fantastic performer. Well, she is in Female Pilot Club. Yay! Forevermore. <laughs> Well, that sound means it's time for us to nip to the biffy, pull up our
0: blackouts and strap on for landing.
2: But we'll be back soon to take another intrepid female writer out of her comfort zone to that mythical land of TV where happy writers shoot the breeze and green shit series grow on trees. Green lit. OK, you mean green lit. I know what I mean. Thanks for our guest, Nikki Patel, and goodbye from Female Pilot Club. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye why not
0: follow us at female pilot club on twitter and insta the podcast was created and produced by kay stonham and emily chase it was edited and technically produced by adam bromley with music composed by tim sutton and starred the comedy voices of taj atwell shobha galati reena fatania and shaheen khan if you enjoyed the show please do like subscribe share and review. until next time up up and away